This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. We're in luck. Looks like Andy McCoy came back a week later to ramble incoherently for 90 minutes, talking shit about bands no one cares about anymore. Oh, also, totally unrelated, our IPA livecast starts now. Wow. Throw in that shade. That seems like a shot. I don't know. I'm just going to say. Come on, Shannon. <laughs> Whose team are you on? He's Hopefully. a lot like Chuck. Was. These, 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 ro- these robotic announcers, you just, you can't get, they don't give anything, you know? There's no give. There's only take. That's a good way to say it. Anyway, I can't believe it's August already. Time is flying by. It's August 6th. RIP Livecast 682 is on the air. Thank you for hanging out with us. We are live Saturdays, usually at noon-ish Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can watch us on Twitch or on YouTube and archived after. And, of course, wherever you hear podcasts. I used to really hate August when I was a kid uh, because... You know, like when the summer comes, or when it's June, and you have this whole stretched out summer in front of you, and then August, you know, it's still beautiful weather. You're still not in school, but it just starts to creep in your mind that you're going to have to go back to doing responsibility stuff soon. 100%. Yeah, and I feel like the older we got, like in college, school started in August, which was like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, I'm back in school now. It starts August 25th. Oof. There's places in the country where, like, elementary school, junior high school, whatever, are starting this month. Like, earlier. Like, early August. What are they doing at these? Do they get out earlier? Because my my college classes end in, like, mid-May. So that's better than June. I think maybe, yeah. But even still, it's just weird to – it's August and you're already back in school. Like, early August. Yeah, you want to be outside. First of all, half of these fucking schools in New York don't have air conditioning at all. So Still. like a prison cells oh my god i think at least like for public schools in new york it's still early september for first day of school thankfully but other parts of the country man they start early man i remember one time i went to summer school like not for for uh punishment reasons but i wanted to get i had one class left and i didn't want to have to do another whole semester Mm -hmm. so i just did it and they didn't have air conditioning and i was fucking sweating my balls off like this the whole it was like a three-week thing and it was yeah. at washington irving you know that's right, right next to irving plaza it's gigantic oh, okay cool oh my god i was sweating my balls off. to the city Jeez. yes yeah it was the only one offering like what i needed to take so when i did summer school it was at sheepshead high school mm-hmm. and i remember specifically i had well first of all like they didn't the doors weren't just open like the kids would show up and congregate in the schoolyard for like a half hour before they finally decided to let everyone in mm-hmm. and i remember i had like the shittiest uh cassette walkman it was like <laughs> kobe c-o-b-y brand do you oh, remember you would remember yes. that it was like yes the that's like the 99 cent store brand <laughs> and i distinctly remember so i'm standing there waiting to go in i'm listening to like dookie by green day or whatever on my mm-hmm. shitty kobe walkman and this kid comes up to me w- looking to rob me he wanted to steal my walkman and then he saw what brand it was and he said <laughs> eh, you know what no thanks 
I'm good. No, Co- Kobe was slick. You know what Kobe used to do? They took the Sony font and they put Kobe <laughs> yes. in the Sony font. It was like the knockoff. They knew yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, I did a, a year of summer school right before my senior year because it was like, okay, if I go, if I take these two classes for like six weeks or whatever, I'll have an extra free period my entire senior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same thing, I went to Midwood, no air conditioning. And I remember vividly, it was like one of the hottest summers on record. Like every day, it was like, you know, the middle of, you know, noon to three. And like the windows are huge and it's 95 degrees. The teacher would, start stopping the lesson at some points and giving us like 20 minutes to nap because it was so exhausting <laughs> to nap? i remember oh, yeah and, and it was like it was like a relief because it was like really so hard to because it was so hot and you're just stuck in this musky room with the windows open hoping for any sort of breeze so yeah gave us some nap time I wouldn't, think nap, I wouldn't think napping would help. Like I'd be just be hot. I feel, to sleep. I feel like it did. It, I would. It, it, I would I pass out like a break. or something. Yeah. Well, you know, he'd have to pay for those. <laughs> <laughs> Summer school teacher salary. Not. Uh, I. I gotta know. say, it was. I mean, it was like it was a total breeze. Otherwise, this class, and it would have been much hard. It was government and economics. Well, Who needs that in real well, life? Am I right, well, guys? <laughs> Which I I feel like economics probably should have spent a little more time teaching that to kids in high school, you know, like real economics, like real economics, bullshit college economics. Yeah. Like how to file your taxes, how to like start up a savings plan and like, you know, how to manage money in general. Yeah. You think if you were in high school and they were teaching you that you'd be paying attention, Rob, about how to pay taxes. Absolutely. There's no way I would have paid attention in that class. Yeah. Well, I put it this I way. I feel like I probably would have been a fuck off like I was in every other class, but I think some of the stuff I learned in other classes have got in there somehow. Mm, fair. I yeah. Have, I might have picked absorbed something better than zero. I would yeah, say. I guess that's true. I, in junior high school, I had a home economics class, which is, of course, cooking. Yes. I don't know why that's called home economics uh, and not just like a cooking class. But uh, like I still approaching 40 years old use techniques that i learned in that like home what? economics class the frothing is that where you picked up your frothing panache well you know i was gonna say the one thing that uh immediately comes to mind is how to scramble an egg like with the fork how to like sift it properly because you, you want it you want to be and and actually it did come in handy with frothing it's a very similar technique so, actually so you laugh it's funny mm-hmm. that you bring up home economics because that is an interesting story. Uh, it used to be they'd send the boys to economics and they'd send the girls to home economics. And oh, that's is that the, why? That's where the name comes from. So, like, mm. the girls would not only learn how to cook, but they learn how to manage the man's funds and, you know, the women generally. Oh, the, like, yeah, like so, make a grocery list and like like budget for the, the week. And oh, and, wow. And then as 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 that became more of an outdated concept, they just removed all the offensive stuff. And just now it's a cooking class. But they kept kept the name home economics for whatever reason. Do they still call it that? I wonder. They probably I don't know. do, right? I but, haven't heard anything you know, else. To think about it. I do remember there was a day in that class where our job was to make a uh, grocery shopping list for the week. And like. Mm. Like the, the the game was like you can only go to the store once this week, so you have to make a list of everything you need mm. for the week. 
and then they would like criticize <laughs> with, well, well, but i mean hey you know it's like yeah. when else would you be doing this so here's it, why you're it, a fuck up yeah <laughs> well it's so funny because that was half the year and then the other half of the year was shop which is just like oh. woodworking Oh man, I told the story. I'm not gonna go tell the whole story again. But I told on this show about Mr. Ray. Do you remember my mechanical drawing class? Uh, the guy used to. Um, we had this mechanical drawing class in high school, and it was like the class you. It had to fulfill some something on your thing before you needed to graduate. So it, all of these like metalhead stoner Slayer fan kids were in this class. They're all seniors. I took it as a sophomore or something. And it was every like it was like the uh, dazed and confused set. It was just basically all these kids. But the teacher, uh, what he said in the beginning of the of the class, Mister Ray, he must have been like a mid fifties, right? Very no nonsense, a tough blue collar guy, right? He says, <laughs> "I got a radio in this class. It's a courtesy. I'm gonna tell you in the beginning of the year. The radio goes on. It goes on to my station. Oh, Anybody God. touches it once, it goes off for the entire semester." And he, what did he put on? He put on uh, the WLTW, Light FM. So it was all soft rock the entire year. It was all like, sailing takes me away. To so did I'm everybody going. like race to touch the radio right away so it would be off for the rest of the year? The exact opposite. The exact opposite. At, by the end of the year, all of these stoner metalheads were singing oh, no. Christopher Cross. Oh, no. Word for word. <laughs> It was no, no, it was the best. It was the best thing. They all knew all the words to like James Ingram song. <laughs> it was fucking fantastic. The best social experiment I've ever been. Wow. Part of. I do. That, that is one thing about high school that I, that I do love. You're just like all these sort of like social cliques are kind of forced into these situations where they have to be together and you end up being friends with people like types of people that you normally would not. That's the good. That's the good version of high school. The bad version of high school Certainly. is all the different cliques fucking torture each other and make yeah. everyone miserable. But I'm glad. Yeah. Well, it, it depends on the person, I guess. Because I mean, you know, Rob went certain... to a very specific hippy dippy. Everybody loves everybody. High school. I mean, I got bullied in high school too. No, uh, I mean there was good. I had both of those experiences. Uh, yeah, but I only still, had the one. It depends on the. It depends on the person. Sometimes was, you kind of have. A, I you was have like a. Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. I was going to say, sometimes you have this preconceived notion of somebody and then you're, you sit next to them in a class and they end up being like the nicest person ever. And it just so happens to be that their friends are all dicks. I was a dick. Uh, I think that I, I but I, I don't know. It's like weird. It depended who I was, who I was hanging out with. I feel like I had like, uh, I was the, I was bullied and I was also the bully. Like, I feel like I was a, not a very well-formed emotional person. And I feel like I, in certain social circles, like I was taking a lot of shit from people for one reason or another. I was kind of, I was, I was overweight and I was like athletic and overweight somehow at the same time. I was like on, on all the, the involved in all the sports activities and on a, on sports teams. But then I was also kind of a social outcast too. And then, like, so I feel like I took it out on kids that were beneath me on the food chain sometimes, which I really regret. Like, looking back, sometimes I want to go on Facebook and, like, hey, I yelled at you once. You know, I'm very sorry if I caused you any trauma. Like, I feel like a real shithead for that. Uh, but not, I wasn't, like, beating people up or, like, fucking with people in that way. But I feel like when others were, were shitting on people, I might join in, you know? 100% same for me. Yeah. But I think that's just, it's like a survival technique just mm -hmm. because, you know, you... 
you you have to and, and in a way it's kind of like lashing out for because i think that like all of us had a similar experience where you had people that were shitty to you and like talked down to you and then you had people that you talked down to uh and I certainly, I mean, maybe not not all people. Maybe there were some people that were emotionally well adjusted enough to not have that. <laughs> but I certainly wasn't in high school. Uh, I do think about that as well. Uh, but I'm more at peace with it than you are. I, I don't feel like like the idea of uh, messaging to apologize. Uh, I think that's more for like yourself than the other person. Like the other person is not sitting there thinking about the one time Darren was a dick to them. <laughs> but well, I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but I do I, think. I, well, I, but I, I say I, that, I make I just make peace with it without having to reach out. Like you don't need to reach out to them to make peace with it. I say what you said most of the time, but then the other part of my brain thinks, well, I'm still thinking about it, and so to some degree, it crosses my mind once in a while. I'm not up nights thinking about my high school experience but it, it does occur to me so why would other people are no well, different than me you know what i mean i would counter that by saying you're not thinking about the times you were bullied you're thinking about the times you were the bully right no i, I think assume. of all i think of all this shit like I but realize, like but i'm saying when you think about the times you were bullied let's say are you still affected by it are you still like do you still have like a uh a visceral reaction to it i don't know how to answer that like i don't like hate myself and i don't like still feel insecure and i, I kind of laugh i kind of laugh it off but i think part of the part of me is like a little bit scarred by it yeah i would say but not enough that i'm not a well-adjusted adult human being but it does bother me a little you know i've come to peace with it yeah but exactly yeah i, I would say sir it's certainly fair to say there's a scar there but uh uh i, I well for me personally I, i've kind of i've i've made peace with uh, most of it yeah say. like because also me, it's like so long ago now for us because we're so old oh my god <laughs> what were you gonna say Sam? for me when i think about times where i was bullied the only thing i really look back on is like well was it clever if they were clever in their bullying then it's fine if they it was hack if they were making fun of hack stuff then shame on them they should have been better but if it was funny what they did then i'm cool with it and then when i think about people that i shit talked i it's like 5% of the thought is, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then 95% is, I wonder if that kid still has dandruff that looks like cornflakes. <laughs> well, or if we he do. got a, if he found like a proper shampoo regimen. Oh my God. Rob, you should find the guy with the 42 foot long baloney tits that you had met in your camp. <laughs> oh man, I wish I remembered his name. <laughs> baloney you tits. Did. Didn't you his say name... you found him on social media? His name was Baloney no. Tits. I don't think so. Uh, no, uh, we were talking fire about it up now. Pool. Let's look and look him up. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember his name, and it's not like we went to school together. We were just in camp. There's no like oh, classmates.com for camp. Yeah. Uh, that was what was so wild about this day camp is I feel like, you know, it was such a way to meet people from Brooklyn that you know weren't in your school district because i and like i met this guy one summer and then i never saw him again you know well obviously he's never coming back to that camp he was bullied the whole fucking summer he's i'm sure it was the time. same whatever camp he went to afterwards yeah i know it was brutal i'm sure it was very brutal uh to well, be clear i don't know i, I was his friend i did not bully him mm. i did not i was i was friends with him but didn't you, you come up with uh, the, didn't you come up with the name baloney tits <laughs> 
Oh, that was me. Never mind. I'm bullying him now retroactively. <laughs> wow. Darren, that was A-plus gaslighting because I was like, wait, did I come up with <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, you did come up with the <laughs> The sad thing is that it turns out that actually Rob was that kid. He's just uh, <laughs> I was going to protect I'm sorry, himself. Rob. Yeah. I make amends to you right now. On you the know air. what's so funny? Like, I always thought I was fat as a kid. Like, in my head, my self-image as a kid was I was chunky. Not fat. I wouldn't say fat. Like, like, you know, I could stand to lose a few pounds. Voluptuous. Yeah. Uh, voluptuous is pushing. You're a voluptuous okay, boy. Like, relax. But no, I feel like I was fi- like looking back. I was fine, bordering on skinny at, at skinny. some point. Well, I uh, I've only I I knew you as a 17, 18 year old kid, and you were rail thin. Right. Uh, so yeah, I assumed I was chubby back then. Yeah, which is like I wish I was <laughs> that that weight now. You know. I was like about 70 pounds thinner. Uh, Dusty Rose Muffler in the chat asks, would Rob fuck baloney tits? Uh, the answer is no. Titty fuck. No. Oh, titty, would Rob titty fuck? No, because it's not, they weren't good titties. If I'm going to oh. titty fuck, I want them to be nice titties. Mm. Have you uh, titty fucked uh, uh, like a man with pecs? Like a nice pecs? Oh, certainly. Is that certainly. a thing? I don't. I don't yeah. say certainly. I'm. I'm alien to the gay community. I want to know how this works. Uh, I have rubbed my penis on every. Uh, but rubbing every it on is body. not the same as like. You, can you wrap pecs sure. around your cock? Uh, you absolutely can. Yeah, especially if it's like a, a muscular guy. I thought you were gonna say. A, I thought you were gonna say a muscular cock. <laughs> well, well, that as well. <laughs> Does that make it harder if it's a really big cock to get it through the little uh, peck tunnel? Uh. <laughs> I would think too small wouldn't work and too big wouldn't work. You need a nice six to eight, yeah. uh, you know. You just make it work. Big, you make it work. Just the size yeah. of a mini ball. <laughs> no, it's the rule. <laughs> how did we get here? I don't know how we got it. Oh, Day camp and school. Oh, yeah. Teddy yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking baloney tits. That's how we got here. <laughs> right. I, my, my mother used to bully me by sending me to these day camps, and I hated every single second. I love them. I, I love them. them. Oh, I love them, even though I was kind of like, it was a half and half. I was less bullied in, in camp than I was in school. Uh, so, and it was just like fun. It was just hanging out and playing games, socializing. Not for me. They First of all, here's the first part. First of all, the first thing is <laughs> I had to go to my mother sent me to day camp in the same fucking school that I went to for oh. elementary. Oh, no, that's bullshit. But most of the people weren't like the campers weren't the people that went to that school for whatever reason, except like a couple like me and a couple of other poor schmucks that had to go to this camp. But they the bad part was, first of all, we, first of all, we had to sit in the hot ass school with no air conditioning and do arts and farts yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Then they take us to a swimming pool at Madison High School, which was fucking disgusting. And I threw us in the deep end and made us take all these tests. Like you had to do this slate of tests and you had to try it, even if you like were scared of water and all that stuff. I was okay with swimming. Like I know how to swim, but in the I wasn't ready to like dive off the diving board. And they were just like, You gotta dive now. Just fucking dive. Uh, so that was traumatic. And then they took us to the Brighton ass, dirty ass Brighton Beach uh, in this hot ass, disgusting school bus. And then they would just say, go in the water and there'd be fucking seaweed and jellyfish everywhere. Crab like, and, and when you it's got fine. out, of the, relax. When you got relax. out of the water, you couldn't slander the ocean. 
You couldn't fucking oh, wait, wait. no, no. I'm pro ocean, Rob. It's that disgusting fucking beach. Little, Brian is little actually, Robert Paz body was in there I, pissing I, all the time. Yeah, Brian Beach is mile is is one of the cleanest beaches. That Rob, I've been this to. is Rob. This is in, 19, in America. No. 1980 like syringes and shit. Oh, that's fair. 1983. Okay. We're talking about it. yeah, not 2020. I shouldn't take it so personally. And also, but you're not is, insulting me when you're insulting. Yeah, beach. this is the absolute worst part of the day. Camp Wait, so experience. they didn't let you change. Like, I don't understand that. Like, hold on. Worse than that. Oh. No. So we'd finish. We'd have, uh, you know, you get out of the ocean. You got a ass trunks yeah, full of sand water and fucking salt water. And they go, all right, time to get in the bus. Let's go, motherfuckers. Get in the bus. They just round you up and you got to sit in the bus with a fucking clumpy ass, clumpy ass bathing trunks. And then you would change back at the school if you wanted to change. Oh, I mean, whatever. So, a whole bus, hot ass, ninety-seven degree bus ride with soggy ass trunks. Well, that then you, it allows your your trunks to dry because it's so it's so hot. <laughs> You're why are you fucking defending this day camp, Rob? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I used to, um, to provide an alternate perspective. <laughs> I, no, but I, this sounds like a shitty day camp. It was terrible. <laughs> I, 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 it was the I least. Mean, it like school light. And all yeah, the counselors like, were like 21-year-old fucking Brooklyn douchebag mm-hmm. bros and shitheads, you know, and like yeah. real nasty, too. My my summer camp was the YMHA. YMHA, YM, the Jewish, YM, the Jewish YM, one. YW, the, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The, Jewish the Jewish YMCA, YMCA. if nobody yeah, knows. Yeah. Yeah. Young Men's uh, Hebrew really, Association. Oh, yeah. But really, it's just—I mean, it's ultimately just a community center. I mean, it's a like it had a gym, a locker room, a pool, and game rooms. So I would have rather done that. Go in one place. Oh, no yeah. trips. You know, nothing. And it's across the street from the beach, so you don't have to get on a fucking bus. And I guess when you change, you just go back and go right to the locker room and change. So I guess it wasn't really an issue for me. Would have been a dream uh, so come true. It was a lovely experience, and all the counselors, like like to counter your your shitty twenty year old douchebags, like all of ours <laughs> were like seventeen, eighteen year old like girls, like really nice girls that were like very yeah. friendly and like bubbly, and so it was great. It was nice. It was, were they too? Were uh, they like Brooklyn Jewish girls? You know, like the, they were like the Russia girls from the neighborhood. They were like older oh, girls from the neighborhood, uh, and then them, and then like you know those like older guys that are like in their 40s but they're like cool oh, <laughs> like me? me and darren like, yeah <laughs> well, well it'd be like guy so it would be like the guy running the basketball league that they run he would also be like a camp counselor and, he and were play... these 40 year old men trying to fuck all the 17 year old female counselors or the i mean kids. you know what oh, i was no. so nice my my initial response is like oh no but i'm so naive who knows what the fuck Probably. was going on yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like uh, but they were everyone was very it, it was a wonderful uh wonderful uh experience i feel like like a very positive experience for me uh cuz ultimately it wasn't school and uh one thing i'm thinking about is like we've definitely told some of these stories before and i like as somebody like for us it's like we don't remember talking about this before but we certainly have some listeners certainly like some of our top live cast fans like i'm just imagining eric listening and be like oh you said this before like no that's not what happened like this is what happened this is what you said the first time like oh weird your, your story's changing up here like you know what i mean I'm like very conscious feel, of that i, I feel like it, I, something i think about all the time is like let's say one of us committed some sort of you know felonious crime 
and there needed to be like like a character witness all they would have to do is talk to like Eric, like one of our, one of these people that has listened to the show all the way through, like multiple times. Just make like, one of the paralegals listen through all our old episodes. That's all. I mean, this feels like a little less work, but oh. I'm very conscious of that. Like maybe I'll slip up on a on a on a detail. But you, you tried doing a fucking show for 14 years. Yeah, you're gonna remember some things wrong. Believe me. Yeah, uh, Sid, where did you go to uh, summer camp? I went to multiple summer camps and I hated all of them. One of them was in Manhattan Beach, which is next door to Brighton Beach. Mm-hmm. And that one was the least. I, I Speaking of stories we've told before, I think I told the story. And there's a few of them from this camp where I can't remember if the horrible thing happened to me or it happened to a kid that I was friends with and I laughed when it happened. Mm-hmm. But that's how, like, I remember a kid, like, when we were all changing to go to the pool and the kid was naked. Cause he was about to put on his swim trunks and he was shoved out of the changing room into where like everybody else was just standing and waiting to go into the pool. I don't think it was me, but I can't say for a hundred percent that it wasn't me. Oh man. And then um, there was the, the same camp. Some kid got smacked in the face with a tennis racket real hard. And I also don't think it was me, but I can't say for certain that it wasn't me. that got the tennis racket to the face. I had a, do, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The other thing was I went the, after that camp, I went to a different camp with my supposed best friend at the time. But the second we got to camp, he buddied up with a different group of kids and they all picked on me the oh, whole fucking time. And he acted like he didn't know me. I hate that shit. It was awful. Well, can you blame him? No. Oh, I had this one thing. I, I Like you said, like not remembering whether it was you or not, but there was one kid uh i think it was me i i smacked this dumb fuck in the face with a tennis racket <laughs> and, then, and then he was naked and i just shoved him out the door wait a minute <laughs> oh it's funny good times <laughs> the other thing so i i had this random ass thought the other day about like there's this do you remember hermit crabs yeah do you know what a hermit crab is Rob, mm-hmm. Darren yeah. does. So, like, I had this thought that, like, back in elementary school, junior high school, I feel like this was a very common topic of discussion, like either on beach trips or like science class or whatever. Hermit crabs are a fairly common thing in my world. And then for like the last 30, 25, 30 years, I have not thought about hermit crabs at all. And that's just weird to me that, like, why were they such a big deal in elementary school? And then now they're not a thing at all. What happened? Why? Why have? Why have we forgotten the hermit crab? Maybe it's just you that has forgotten it because oh. you you do not leave the house. <laughs> like you would not. Wherever would you come in contact with a hermit crab or, or one who speaks about it? But you go to the crab. beach, Rob. Do you see the her- hermit crabs a lot? Do you consider hermit crabs anymore? <laughs> Hermits do not typically I, run into hermit crabs. I I have not seen a hermit crab in a while. I would say. Uh, but I actually did see a crab this morning uh, in the shower. Oh, no, no. A, blue, a blue crab? No, no, no. <laughs> in the ocean. In the oh, a guy pulled oh. one out of the ocean because it was a low tide. He pulled that what they're calling? That what you're calling your crotch now? Nowadays? Hey, hey now, it's treatable. <laughs> uh, Can you T-tab. eat a hermit crab? I don't Is there meat? Not. Is there hermit crab meat? Yeah. 
Aren't they like? Aren't they like the the pigeons of uh, of sea animals? They're like well, dirty sort of to assume, eat it, right? They're dirty. Yeah, they're not like crabs that you sell in restaurants. I thought. Depends on the restaurant. I, well, yeah. right, exactly. They're not. That's a good, better way to put it. They're not like considered good yeah. to eat, but sure, I'm sure someone does though. Uh. You can so, eat a hermit crab, but it's not recommended because right. there's not a lot of meat and the meat is not high quality. But well, you yeah, can in sense. a pinch. So, yeah, if you're ever... Oh, I'm sure strand, If you're stranded on the beach, Sid, just start scoping out the hermit crabs. I guess. I'm trying to now picture Sid as a survivalist, like Tom Hanks in Castaway. Just something. picture a corpse, a sunburned corpse. <laughs> but you would, but okay, we all know you'd end up a corpse. But would you put any resist? Like, would you try for a week? Sure, and give up? sure. But I would just have no idea what to do, and after a while, it'd just it'd be a wrap. <laughs> but you've seen movies where these guys have to hunt, you know, little birds and shit. Like, you wouldn't just do try it. I I would try it, then I would fail. I would I would try to kill a boar in the forest, and the boar would kill me. You would spend the the first the remaining time on your phone, like looking up uh, Lost or whatever, instead of Walking calling nine one one. Service. <laughs> I need eight seconds of the first season of Lost right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would not work out. Uh, T Tam in the chat. Uh, said that I've listened to every episode. I could at least narrow down uh, a time frame for a story. So good to know. And uh, he adds that his elementary school made him take hermit crabs home. Hmm. Uh, he says, I look at them every time I go to buy cat food and I think maybe I should buy some as pets. So there you go, Sid. Maybe you need to go to a pet store to find some. Uh, and they just hermit have crab. hermit crabs on display at these pet stores that you could take home. That seems suspicious. When was the last time you were at a pet store, Sid? Uh, we use Chewy.com. We don't go to pet stores. Mm. Get that shit delivered. Uh, so, yeah, last week we talked about Andy McCoy. Bless his heart. <laughs> the guitarist of Hanoi Rocks. And I did, uh, did give the band a listen. I felt I, I owed them that much. After Why? he provided no. he provided me with so much entertainment with his interview, <laughs> I wanted uh, I wanted to know a little more. Uh, and it basically sounds like, you know, if uh, Social Distortion was in a glam metal band, which not a bad thing. It's fun. Uh, but so ever, you know, we, we're using my YouTube to watch this stuff, and I feel like ever since uh, we did the videos last week, YouTube is showing me every Andy McCoy interview and he's now doing like a press tour I guess because he released a solo album or something like that and would you believe it uh there are other ones where he's kind of tanked oh, yeah so uh for the most part it's like uh they're pretty basic but then in this most recent one he goes off on Vince Neil again. And I want to go back about a minute before he gets on Vince Neil because I feel like there's a lot. Of, well, there's not much context here, but it's funny. So let me just cue it up. And, and the good news is that he, I think this is a different hat, but you guys let me know. <laughs> oh, no. 
Well, we did find out last week that he makes his own hats and jewelry. Right. That's one of his side hustles. <laughs> Here's the yeah. fun part about the jewelry. Uh, they all spell out things he says in his videos, and they're all like 83 <laughs> characters long, and no one can read them. <laughs> and covered in saliva. <laughs> he, he licks every jewelry personally. I think that's a new hat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he's being interviewed by Indie Power TV, who don't don't even show their face. <laughs> he looks like a uh, guy. He looks like a guy um, that made pornos that's getting sued and has to give <laughs> a, de- a deposition in court or something. <laughs> All those actresses were totally fine with me groping them off camera. <laughs> Changing the story now. They're looking to make a quick buck. I got all the papers. <laughs> right here. They signed waivers. What they did to Ron Jeremy is a tragedy. Oh, national, <laughs> national hero and my mentor. <laughs> this is Roman. Oh. We're from Stockholm. And I ended up here because of Dex. So I, here I we go. Realized, I realized who he looks like. He looks like the um, alternate universe male uh, agro heterosexual John Waters. What do you oh think? God. <laughs> that mustache. Yeah, that yeah, mustache. Is what yeah, 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 absolutely. Oof. So he says he, he he talks about how him and Razzle are Swedish. They're originally from Sweden, but moved to Finland for tax reasons. If you remember last time on his shit talking, he says, I'm from the inner city. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe part. Yeah. The rough part of Sweden. Reasons. You know, you turn up a little bit. You're all this is what Stockholm used to be like. I can smoke weed on the streets. Nobody gives a darn. He misses darn Stockholm. Does. Did he just say nobody he gives a darn? He did indeed. <laughs> All the other shit that he's saying, you know, and he yeah. censors that. <laughs> well, he doesn't. He doesn't want to insult God. He's a man of God. He doesn't give a shit. Oh. Because of tax reasons, you know, you're all Chris. This is what Stockholm used to be like. I can smoke weed on the streets. Nobody gives a darn. Everybody does. But in Stockholm, you're in the nick. In the nick of time. What? I don't know. Wow. He looks like a Sleazy P. Martini a little bit, too. Yes! <laughs> he definitely looks like the chin is a prosthetic. It looks like a Jay Leno <laughs> comic, like a Jay Leno parody chin. Because we have medical companies to campaign against cannabis, we have the booze distilleries pushing their shit. Think about how much alcohol costs society a year, or the drink and driving accidents, or the wife beatings, all that crap. Wait a minute. If anything should be outlawed, it should be hard spirits. There you what? go. It- is, is he trying to lead us to believe that he d- he doesn't drink booze? He's anti booze. I think he say I think they're talking about marijuana, and he's pro marijuana and saying, "Well, if we're going to outlaw anything, it shouldn't be weed. It should be the hard spirits because they're more dangerous." As uh, who I would understand. know better? Who would know better than him? <laughs> I mean, look at him. 
that's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't want them taking away his happy juice. Yeah, no question. You, you you look at the destruction of people's lives, destruction of their families, yeah. their relationships. I've never seen people to take care of fight ever. Let's put it this way. Snoop Doggy said it so well. Snoop Doggy. Oh, Snoop Doggy. We are judged with him at this kind of his cup in Amsterdam, but I had to go on tour somewhere. And he said it so well. What was it? Uh, put a bunch of friends, give them a bottle of hard booze each. Everyone would be fighting. Put a room full of enemies, give them each a spliff, good spliff. And be the best of bodies at the end of the night. And I think that sums it up. Yeah, I don't know oh about that. Oh, my God. Do I need yeah. to say more about that? Does he need to say more? Yes, he does. It's a peaceful <laughs> herb, you know, grown from the... He needs to say uh, more, but we're not going to understand any of it anyway. Well, so the original biblical <laughs> writing. Uh, it's just kind of book. But when it was translated, it changed it into... Believe it or not, this eventually leads to him shit-talking Nikki Six. He'll get there. Maze, which is corn. But hell... We didn't have corn in Europe till 15, 1600s. And of course, it's an American plan. So it's way off the wall. So if you're into the Holy Scriptures, get your facts straight. You know, don't believe everything you read. It's like that Book of Mormon. And yeah. I read it. Um, <laughs> I have to me what's the best walk this level ever. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. I can't give it any value because there's no truth in it. Wow. And what? I always stood up for reality as opposed to my so-called body, Nikki Six, who's full of lies. There we go. Fuck. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I thought they had signed a contract saying they never tour again. Oh, hell. What is it, their 50-second comeback tour? Yeah. <laughs> pathetic. And they don't have anything to give. Razzle can't come back. <laughs> He what don't even it? get the fucking one comeback tour. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Pathetic. And they don't have anything to give. Yeah, I, I, hear, I, I hear a lot of backing tracks. It sounds like karaoke. There's a lot of Listen to this guy. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, credit, credit to this interviewer because he's really like like nudging him in the right this direction. This is very Howard Stern in, yeah. in the interview tactic. I like it. Hey, Robert. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> that guy killed Razzle, didn't he? <laughs> what a jerk. What a. What a <laughs> oh, Fred, Fred. Oh, Fred. Fred. Oh, hoo, hoo, hoo. that's over the line. Oh, <laughs> oh come on now, Fred. That's terrible. <laughs> hey, Robin, go kick friend of nuts for me, will you? <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry, Howard. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they sunk that low? Motherfucking idiot. Yes! (laughs) I mean, if you're in a band, you don't need no backing fucking tapes. I've never used any. I didn't even use any fucking head fucking cans. He's drooling again. Did you see yeah. that? Oh, I missed that. Oh. He drooled again. Just watch he his chin when he's... fucking cans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he did the suck it back in routine. Oh, this is so sad. He, he can't pull it off. It's not a man. It's not worth seeing. It's a ripoff. Anyone can go up there with backing tapes. Uh-huh. Sir, that's your opinion. Many so others on I do everything right. What I you know. see why, why would you say you that? Get. So, he's on booze. Tape. Well, except the intro tape. That's before we play. I don't know, man. I don't see too many drunk sure. people like I mean, drooling we, we all over. Raw, like, he's got that nod going. I mean, look, I got to ask oh, a question. No. Ah, off. Oh, no. I thought all that hair was attached to the hat. I would have bet serious money. <laughs> There's just wow. a bird died on his head and he put the hat on. He didn't realize. What a still. He honestly looks like slightly 1% more normal without the hat on, I think. It just looks like an old weirdo. Yeah. But, but like with the hat, he just looks like an alien or a, a Guar character. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bad. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely still bad. Don't, yeah. don't misconstrue me. <laughs> I'm saying the hat is making it worse is what I'm saying. As opposed to some other cases yeah. where you, the hat might marginally hide something or help, this is making mm-hmm. it worse. <laughs> oh. It's in the stone. Sometimes the sometimes the bad notes are, are as good as the good notes. You know, you know, you know they're real. I know you. I know exactly, and I I couldn't agree more. You all know what you're talking about, boy. Oh. Yes, Is he he's now, fucking with the interview play, guy now? play live now. I don't think so. Mr. Den Maroni, you asked me excellent, excellent question about the wrestle. <laughs> Man, who, who's going to be playing with you these days? Corbin Baba will be playing with US, us. I'm only bringing up one of my bandmates, the American musicians, the drummer from a Banda really died. Okay. Oh, man. Oh. Did he say banana Drama rama Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought maybe banana rama was going to play with them. I go see that. <laughs> and I, and I'd leave when Hanahi rocks. Bloody them. good musicians. Annoy rocks, am I right? <laughs> well, you know, we were, uh, we're on the eve of the that. release. We were talking about. Hanoi rocks before the show, and Rob, <laughs> Rob sent a video of uh, them covering Creedence Clearwater Revival up around the bend, and I was like, you know, that's a prescient song because Razzle didn't see the <laughs> Vince Neil coming up around the bend before they. <laughs> he didn't see that lamppost. The war- the song oh. was warning him to tuck and roll out of the car before the bend. Up around the bend was his doom coming. I wonder if that played in his head as he was crashing. Like, oh, oh my god! Uh, we're coming up around the bed. Get out! Get out! <laughs> 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 
Right, Fred, Fred, come on, Fred. <laughs> oh, don't play that card, Fred. That's that's wrong. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, Fred. <laughs> so is Andy asleep at this point? Yeah, it's the just the hat. Junkie, long time coming. Enjoy all these incredible covers from oh. the one and only Andy McCoy. And we appreciate the uh, good folks over at Cleopatra Records for getting behind you and getting this out, getting you over here to yes. play. Yes, we. And I'm one of ten. Cleopatra keeping the 80s in work. They're the same ones distributing Danzig's movies. Of course. Oh. Can he be in one of Danzig's movies? I mean, he could be a vampire for sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> something wrong with that face. Put some googly eyes on his nipples. He could be another. Uh, <laughs> he'd be like the dad of the girl from the last movie. They're running. Oh, oh! He, she inherited the. It wasn't like some demonic possession. She just no. has a deformity. <laughs> okay, genetic deformity. <laughs> yeah, you can do like the prequel. <laughs> Our family always been cursed with the titty eyeball nipples. <laughs> <laughs> For one thousand year, we have the eyeball nipple. <laughs> you will hide this family shame from the everybody. And then she, and then he finds out she's been showing her eyeball nipples to like Danzig as uh, his vampire crew. <laughs> she's been exploited. How dare you show the eyeball nipple to the world? You bring our family shame. You get out. No baloney Anzalone says he's already a cowboy vampire. I mean, sort of. Yeah. Is that name related to baloney tits from earlier in the show? Maybe just a happy coincidence. Maybe that is that guy. Oh. Sir, did you have baloney tits as a child? Is that you? He's pro he's protesting our use of that name. No baloney. Don't say baloney tits. Makes sense. Uh, let's listen to just a little bit more. Sure but I think that was it. But the... wait for the next single. It's way more mainstream. Strange things will happen. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing uh, the legendary. Early in the video is my youngest daughter. Oh, no! Layla and Natasha. And all these rumors are going around that I'm hanging out with some teenage girl. <laughs> the fuck is my daughter? Yeah, she's not the one I'm hanging out with. There's plenty of others, but not her. <laughs> she's no fun. She tells me to put the needle down. I never hang out with a wet blanket. Neg, neg, neg. <laughs> Just like her mother, whichever one that was. Always saying, don't do the fucking heroin. <laughs> don't do the fucking meth. Don't do the crack and the cocaine. <laughs> Fuck my daughter. Wait, that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh Your offspring. God. And of course, Fuck you can't wait to see the legendary Whiskey A Go-Go and all the dates. What's so legendary about the whiskey of fucking well, sweat? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's not the place; it's who's played there. Did you hear what I he mean, said? Led Zeppelin and AC, said, 
He said the whiskey a sweat go. That was his burn on the whiskey. <laughs> oh, I thought he said I thought he said it was a sweat lodge. Did I miss No, I said the that? whiskey a sweat go. That's his burn. Love it. Let's hear that. Strange things might happen. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing you at the legendary early the video is my youngest daughter. Oh, I went too Layla far. Natasha. Hold on. Wait. Girl. What the fuck? He doesn't even know what his daughter's name is. Is that he says? <laughs> I thought he said Layla. daughter, Layla or Natasha. Why? I think he says Layla and Natasha. Okay. Happen. Let's see. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing you at the legendary. Early in the video is my youngest daughter, Layla and Natasha. And Natasha. And all these rumors are going around that I'm hanging out with some teenage girl. What the fuck is my daughter? Well, that's true too, but not her. <laughs> of course, of course, you support your your offspring. And of course, we can't wait yeah. to see you at the legendary Whiskey a Go Go yeah. and all the dates. What's so legendary about the whiskey a fucking well, sweat bowl? Yeah, but it's 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 not the place, it's who's played it's it. Like, in his mind he right now, up. he's like, man, that was a great fucking burn. I really got They're the whiskey. whiskey. They are done. They're never coming back from whiskey a sweat go. <laughs> got him. Zeppelin and ACDC. Iggy and the Stooges. New York Dolls was... The Ramones, everybody played at the whiskey. That's why it's legendary. I know these are all friends of mine you're talking about. The Ramones, the dolls. So what? So what? We're only human beings. It's not like when we have a shit that it doesn't stink. Uh, it's not like perfume. We're just human beings. We have a different kind of a job. You know what I mean? It's, it's like one of the last clubs standing. So. Hollywood thinks I hate them glossing and twisting the truth. Here we go. Fuck that shit is my opinion. I mean, there's lovely people there. Lovely friends like Lou Adler, Jimmy Iovine. I could go on and on, but there's also a lot of dodgy characters. Be careful. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, take it from well, me. That's, that's what we love about the you. You, you give it to us real. Existed. You don't hold back. I'm the fucking you know, king of like... being careful, motherfucker. <laughs> Be careful who you get in the car with. Make sure they are the sober. Have, have at most seven drinks. If they Make drink sure. more than seven, do not get in the car. Watch a video of them driving a fucking Zamboni before you get in the car with them. I like uh, no baloney Anzalone. He says, dancing with brownstone and key stuff. All the stones he's got. It's like the album. He's got the infinity uh, glove of stones, <laughs> of drug stones. You get that on his Etsy. <laughs> I wish I could snap I finger and kill it, the Vince Neil. <laughs> that might be all it takes. Vince is pretty fragile. That's true. Just literally snap. You don't need a glove. Just snap near him. 
<laughs> Snap a finger near his ear and his equilibrium gets so off. I, faint. I wait until he finishes his abroler electrical <laughs> stimulation. And then I snap my finger. He crumbled to fucking dust. I don't know about why the fuck should I? I'm dead honest. I'm real. What you get is your inner city sleaze. Yeah! Inner city sleaze, baby. And we love and you for that. I reflect reality. Oh my God. In Can the funhouse mirror, maybe. music is. A- Can someone do like a an interview in the eight minutes where he's sober? I just want to. I, I know it's hard to find get that window. First thing in the morning. Yeah, I want to see what this guy sounds like when he's not hammered. I'm just what curious. If he he just has like uh, anxiety or stage fright and has to get hammered to do these interviews. These interviews are causing him to have to you is know it, sauce up. Is it possible that he isn't drunk at all and he just has Bell's palsy? Oh, then I'd feel really bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it's there's zero chance of that. Oh, he might have it too. I mean, there's not zero chance of it. Facial no. paralysis, which leads to the drooling and the slurred speech. Yeah. It's a That's... kind of a form of escapism. But it doesn't mean you have to tell fairy tales. You can write about what you see about, you know? Yeah, no. And do it very beautifully. Rob, could you book him for an interview and the only question is, sir, do you have Bell's palsy? He'd be like the Googler. Great interview. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I think we need to get use your hookup, Rob, and get the Impractical Jokers to find him (laughs) at like 8.07 a.m. and do something with him. He's had he's had the worst Impractical Joke played on him. Oh, no. I think he's disqualified. Well, he's impractical and a joke. So there you go. Aww. Just the go only thing him. worse that you could do to him is send him to Staten Island. <laughs> That's true. It's the hey, last indignity. Sal, here's what you do: go up to him, and <laughs> even though it's August, you say "Merry Christmas." <laughs> See what he does. Buy one of his hats and then demand a refund. <laughs> what well, you mean a fucking refund, motherfucker? <laughs> He's starting an Etsy store where, where they don't accept PayPal or any kind of credit, only Coke. You have to send literally Coke in exchange <laughs> for all the products. You can get a uh, ashtray oh, from uh, Razzle Skull Fragments. Oh, oh. Ironically, his skull fragments were in the ashtray. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when cars had ashtrays? This was a while ago. (laughs) Oh, Oh, we're the worst people. I love it so much. Sure. (laughs) This is us getting revenge on the glam rockers who bullied us in elementary (laughs) school. Take that, Andy McCoy. They called me baloney tits. Friends have never learned because they only think about the buck. But to me, buck is no god. Buck show, Walter. Yeah, he doesn't the like him. He thinks he's over. Art comes from God. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely. He was now going we, for he was going we, for some you dramatic. Enough of your your artwork, looking at a painting a behind you. Coughing fit. Where, where where do you start when you have a blank canvas? Well, where, where yeah. do you start and when do you know I, it's done? It never become. I think we know it's done. To be unless I make a portrait. And I'm gonna give me that one. I made out of my girlfriend after a shower. Oh boy! Oh wow! Look, he's saying he what? painted that. I don't believe. Yeah. That for a second. Why would I he lie? I don't believe that for one second. Because he can't even hold a fucking beer can. He's gonna hold a brush with that precision. Yeah, to do I don't that? know. He what bought he? that on Etsy. Like he was looking at the next store over from okay. him. Uh, and um, it's reality. It's not a blue. Yeah, I'm not a farm boy like Mika Six. I'm from the inner city. Yes, yeah. I can't stand bullshit like his books full full of lies. Here we go. I saved the guy's life, and he makes some stories. I mean, I used to play baseball. I used to. <laughs> oh my god! Brutal. Who's gonna save I love his life. I love that this cursing out of Nikki Six was in in no way, in no way instigated. Like no. they were nowhere near Nikki Six. They were talking about a painting that he drew, and then he went to "I'm from the inner city," not like that pussy Nikki Six or whatever. By the way, I, uh, I just I saw online just now uh, that painting since this video of Vince Neil bought it on Etsy from his store. I put it in a car and drove into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. The luck this guy has. Like his books full, full of lies. I saved the guy's life. And he makes some stories. I mean, I used to play baseball. Oh my god! You think baseball? someone would survive if I would mangle him with a baseball bat? Hell no! Hell no, man! Where did he play oh. baseball? Especially if it's not after in the in the inner city. Yeah, they did a movie about it. Remember, Keanu Reeves was the coach. It was a scrappy oh. ragtag bunch of inner city children yes. from Finland. What was that movie? I can't uh, I can't remember the name of that now. What is this? Is he like double A in the Cardinal system? Like, what is, what is he talking about? <laughs> the movie was Hardball. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. I never saw it. it great movie. A movie. Well, yeah, great. Good movie. It came out in 2001. It was that. not the worst thing to happen in 2001. We'll say that. What was the worst thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just realized that there's a uh, 30 Rock episode that's basically based on hardball. That, that episode where Tracy Jordan uh, manages a softball team and the somehow turns into a 9 11 joke. Anyway. Well, all right. I'm not that well versed on the I've 30 Rock catalog. I do like the show, but I haven't seen everyone. I recommend it. Are these yeah. Andy McCoy interviews yeah. sadder oh, than no, the Jake man. the Snake before he got oh. off drugs shoot interviews? Yeah, it's the same level, same yeah. same lane for sure. He, this guy, Andy McCoy, needs to be hooked up with DDP Yoga. <laughs> when they're touring through the states, we Rob set up that uh, meeting. Can you do that? I'm on it. I'm who would, on it. 
Who would be the analogous uh, like uh, DDP of music of of metal? Hmm, <laughs> that's a hard question. Jamie Ooh. Jasta. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, he's like because he stopped really making metal, and now he's like a peripheral uh, person in the hmm. that 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 deals with other musicians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. But he seems healthy. Has he saved anybody's life? Rob, do you know of any? Mm, I'm not sure. I, I was thinking my mind went to John Joseph of uh, former mm, book with Romags. Okay. He has that, that book, Positive Mental Attitude. PMA. Yeah. How about the person who put those electrodes on Vince Neil's uh, tummy? <laughs> How about whoever pulled Tim Lambesis out of that fire? <laughs> no, that's a that's a villain in, in history. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for good people here. Uh, <laughs> Dusty Rhodes Muffler said D. Snyder. He does have the personality and voice of DDP, for sure. Mm-hmm. And these two probably know each other. Andy McQueen and D. Snyder probably go way back. And DDP and Andy Snyder. They probably grew <laughs> up in the same fucking shitty Long Island village. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> the same strip mall every day for the first 35 years of their life. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear the last of this. Oh my god. Nikki Six shit talking. Man. Especially if it's not after an overdose. Excuse I me. I fucking grind with bars. Oh, what? let me go back a few seconds. He said he doesn't like war widows. No. <laughs> no. Play baseball. You think someone would survive if I would mangle him with a baseball bat? Hell no. Hell no, man. Especially if it's not after an overdose. An overdose. I fucking grind no. with oh, Okay. Gotcha. His heart beating again. I liked it better when he was cutting a promo on War Widows. <laughs> Fuck the War Widows. Your husband killed the innocent people. You don't deserve my sympathy. You are the problem. You think we you should not? Ha- Give money to the fucking taxes to you, you fucking war widow. Get the fuck out of here. You are not the victim of war. The seven-year-old baby the victim of war. That's been the nada. The nada. The nada. Trilingual, this guy. That makes him a second-class citizen in my eyes. Because he only thinks about the buck. Oh, oh! Excuse me. Oh my God! It's an order. I'll just give me a second. Hey, it's Vince Neil. Want to ride? Sucker! He's just taking a call. Excuse me. He's got the total default ringtone. It's an order. I'll just give me a second. No, that's that's great just to hear your daughter's voice. I know she means so much to you and she obviously looks uh, up to you and loves you a lot. Wait, that's my daughter. I've been fucking her for three months. <laughs> Son of a bitch, motherfucker, piece of shit. Oh, Howard, stop. Stop it, Howard. <laughs> That's his daughter. 
I thought she was a fucking war widow. <laughs> well, in some ways. Oh no, Fred! You told you to stop playing that sound effect. <laughs> Robin, who? <laughs> I, I was trying to scam her for her war widow government money. And I find out it's it's my daughter. I'll call you back. Uh, that was Swedish. Okay. Well, I just thought it was more gibberish in English. Our special <laughs> guest has been Andy McCoy. You love him. As the guitarist, songwriter, co-founder of Hanoi Rocks and his huge catalog, Cherry Bombs, Suicide Twins, Gallery, and go get that Jukebox Junkie album. Oh, yeah. Catalog. Yeah. Your new album. Hey, tomorrow midnight. Hey, and tomorrow midnight, man. I celebrate. Joy. If I was that interview, I would have been like. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you here in your. Second homeland of my, California. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, it'll be a busy time. Too many friends, too much family, but it'll be nice to be back. Can- if I was that interviewer, I would have been like, well, you do have a great catalog, but Motley Crue, they kind of have a bigger catalog. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they got a few more songs. And they've toured so much more than you would see. What happened? <laughs> yeah. They have a singer, right? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts? Oh my God! Bless his heart. I, I'm really worried about him, Rob. Hmm. So he's not going. He's not going to make it. He's not going to survive this tour. You think and he's so? going to be the live cast curse? He seems obsessed with. Uh, you know, I can't put this in the live cast. I mean, this guy's going to drop any second now. I, but if we had never played him on the show and he died, none of us would have even noticed because we wouldn't have known who the fuck he was. But now that we know who he is, I feel like mm. it's partially because of us. Now that he's in our universe, I'm gonna feel guilty. Mm, don't, I don't, don't think I don't think he would have changed his ways whether we found him or not. Like we're not. It's no, not like we're enabling I know, him. But now I don't know. Said, feel guilty for what you did to Baloney Tits and. Uh... And knocking and pushing him out of the locker room. Like, <laughs> don't feel guilty for this. You had nothing to do with this. Everything's I getting agree. conflated. Before long, I'm going to be the one who drove Razzle into the fucking side of that liquor uh, store. I thought you were going to say before long, I'm going to be baloney tits. No, <laughs> well, said before long, you're going to be the one that uh, that got me arrested. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh. But yeah, we do we do want to thank Andy McCoy because if nothing else, he's giving us so much wonderful content. <laughs> you know, yeah, like that's, that's true. That's how I look at it. Um let's see what else is going on. The Dave Mustaine world. Oh yes. <laughs> uh so David Ellison, a man who will not turn down an interview. <laughs> said in a recent interview that uh actually uh megadeth uh let, let me pull up the exact quote because it's actually pretty uh, pretty fascinating 
Uh, he said, when Megadeth were writing their first album, Killing Is My Business, uh, it was actually uh, a lot slower until Mustaine got a fan letter where the letter said the fan hoped that Megadeth would be faster than Metallica. So uh, uh, the, the, the full quote is from Alice, and he goes, when we formed the group and first batch of songs were being composed in mid to late 83, uh, the girl that I was sending FaceTime videos to wasn't even born. Oh, wait, no, that's... <laughs> Sorry. Her parents aren't that. even born. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, we're being composed Andy McCoy's late... daughter, Sophia. No! Or, or Laverne, or Melissa, <laughs> or whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> fuck her! Fuck the fucking four widows! And fuck! Fuck the Vince Neil and the Nikki Six! <laughs> and Laverne McCoy. Laverne McCoy, she's a piece of shit, but Natasha McCoy, God bless her mother, <laughs> God bless her father. Oh, that's, that's you. All right. I, <laughs> I fucking forgot. I just realized the Iron Sheik voice is way too coherent for Andy McCoy. <laughs> <It is. laughs> he's the same guy, but he's like played on uh, slower speed on the phonograph, <laughs> so to speak. It's Iron Sheik on acid. <laughs> he's on Mr. Brownstone. No. Uh, so Ellison says when he formed the first group, the first batch of songs being composed were much slower, almost at a Black Sabbath tempo. Mm. Uh, specifically, the skull beneath the skin was almost half the tempo uh, before it was finally recorded, which gives this monstrous groove and weight. However, let me let me just uh, drink a little sip of water here. Don't drool it on yourself. I won't. However, one day a fan letter showed up to our mailbox addressed to Dave, which pleaded, I hope your new band is faster than Metallica. And boom, that was it. Game over. That night at rehearsal, all the tempos were increased dramatically. 20 to 40 beats per minute, per minute minimum. What a sensitive bitch. <laughs> right? <laughs> Love it. Has Mustaine uh, commented on this yet? Has he verified this story? I feel like he would deny this to the to the death. Yeah, he has like, not commented. Uh, I shred. I would. Could you even imagine me playing slow? This is nonsense. What a <laughs> fan letter? No way. Hold on, I'm writing a fan letter right now. Right, <laughs> dear Dave, can you make the next album so slow that it just doesn't produce any detectable sound at all? Try something <laughs> different and hitch your ride to the venue with Vince Neil. That's while you're at it. Dear Dave, get in a car with Vince Neil, please. Or his Zamboni. Get on the Zamboni. <laughs> Dear Dave, more time with cameos, less time in the studios. <laughs> should have, someone should have wrote a fan letter to Dave Ellison to keep his penis inside of his pants on video. <laughs> no fan letters to, to Ellison. That's how that all started. Yeah, he's banned from that. <laughs> <laughs> But right, there's no way Mustaine would would verify this story. Uh, he's gonna yeah, say it's bullshit whether it's true or not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, agreed. Although I could, I mean, if it's true, why would he be ashamed of this? Because ultimately, it is faster than Metallica, and he, in his mind, it's better. 
Well, that's why because he's there. It's saying that the fan knew better than him. Yeah, how to make a good album. And that he's he so a, open to suggestion but, that he would let someone else take that. But the fan never actually heard the songs. He didn't know they were slower. Right, but he was writing a song. He was writing songs that were slower, which wouldn't have been faster, which wouldn't appeal yeah. to his beloved uh, fans. That's why it's like mm-hmm. he needed just to... that one guy who had their yeah. address. Right, but he, you know how Dave's brain works. He's yeah, like, I-, I created everything. I did this on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of true. I, I, I honestly like. I don't know if that story about the fan letter is true, but I mean, if there's one thing you can say about Dave, good or bad, he basically is all of Megadeth. <laughs> like the other guys are sort of, you know, bit players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he would agree with that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Is like that's the one true thing he says over and over is that he is Megadeth. He's the creative genius behind it. Hmm. I wonder if the guy who sent the fan letter ha- could like sue. Like it, a, a member of the band is now saying that that letter had that kind of outsized impact on what the band became. Yeah. So then don't I get part of the profits at least of that first album if I'm the yeah. one who inspired it to be fast? Like give me give me some cash, Dave. Problem is no one likes that album. It's the easily the worst Megadeth album mm. until until he started cranking out these the modern old sh- era. the ones from the, when he was old and shitty. Yeah. It's really yeah. bad. I never liked that album at all. I feel like they didn't find their voice at all. It just sounded like an out of control, revved up Metallica, like without as much production value. Got to start somewhere. He was sure. in a dark place at the time. Yeah, I don't mean, let Dave hear, hear this criticism, or you know, this next Megadeth album is going to be even faster. Oh no, <laughs> I don't think he's capable of going extra fast at this point. That's a good point. He would he would disagree with you. He would argue he's writing his fastest material ever. Although now I think about it, like that new song they put out is pretty fast. It's just not it's not good. Mm. But it's it's not slow. It's just fast and shitty. Mm-hmm. Does that mean it ends sooner? Because that would be good. Does it? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just as long and shitty. It's no. just the, the tempo is fast. Unfortunately. Sorry to disappoint you, said. You could play it on like one and a half speed. Just yeah. to get it. Get it over with quicker. Wish I thought of that in 1983. <laughs> Would have been even faster. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, this made me think we haven't checked in with Dave Mustaine's cameo in a while. Do we oh. think he's still doing them or has he paused? See. I guess let's find out. Mm, no, it looks like he's still very much doing them. Uh... It looks like he's even made a new uh, welcome message. Let me see. Wanted to just log in because you get a little more feature wise. Logging into are. your creator account. Into my. <laughs> uh. Does he, does he have a Is there no audio? It's muted. Where's the audio? Where do you see the audio? It's like in the middle of the screen. I like it better. Oh, there we go. Something like that. Hello, me. Meet the real me. Hey, yeah. I'm Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, and this is Cameo. 
I'd like to invite you to send a greeting from me to your friends. We've seen this one? I don't remember this backdrop. Wedding, uh, pretty sure. Pretty Casey Stock Times Square background. And I'm reaching out to say happy birthday to you, buddy. You're turning 38. And uh, Tom asked me to reach out and say happy birthday to you. Um, he said that he's your best friend and you guys are both huge fans of Megadeth and that um, you guys have seen us five times in Seattle and Holy Wars is your favorite song. That's really cool. I'm, I'm excited that um, we're one of your favorite bands and uh, we actually have a favorite song of yours. And, and I hope that you'll be able to come and see us uh, a couple days when we go up there with Five Finger Death Punch. Um, I know we're starting the tour in Portland Hey, Jordan, it's Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. How you doing, buddy? Just checking in. I hear you got a Just checking in. September 12th. That's really fantastic. My birthday. As I am wont to do. <laughs> Wait, when's his birthday? Coming up September 12th. That's really fantastic. My birthday's September 13th. So, Oh, I didn't know. I didn't realize Dave, much like myself, is a Virgo. We're, that explains uh, a lot of the same characters. Close in birthdays, there. you're turning forty. Yeah, well, I think that's where the similarities end because I'm considerably older than you are. Anyways, I hear you're a huge fan and a drummer, and you've also taken lessons from one of my favorite drummers, Tommy Aldridge, and that you are a drummer in a band in Dallas, Texas, and uh, your band um, is doing good. Uh, supposedly, um, supposedly. has uh, reached out and told me about this. And, I like that he's like sort of furrowing his brow and were... slowing down because like, wait, am I supposed to say nice things about someone else's band? What is this? Uh... I don't do that. <laughs> it's a new experience for me. <laughs> only, only my band. Even Five Finger no. Death Punch, who I'm on tour with, I only mentioned them. I didn't say anything nice about them. Notice he doesn't say the band's name because he doesn't want them to like share it on Facebook or whatever mm-hmm. as, as, as an adorable. That's an extra fee. Yeah. Can't sneak that by him. Woo. So I'm going to uh, sing you a song my godfather, Alice Cooper, taught What? Um, it's a birthday song. It's really short. It goes, this is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Okay. Happy birthday, buddy. Take it easy, Jordan. Wow. He's still so got the Jordan. Is- <laughs> Man, got I love Same Mustaine vocal chops. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I love how he just like torpedoes his own joke. Like he, he, he offers no delivery for the joke. Like this is your birthday song. It's the shortest song. Okay. That's it. Ah, I got yeah. it. That was the joke. All right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he just wants like, to get this over with. He's got 450 yeah. of these to get. Through, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Let's listen to one or two more. Megadeth. And I'm just reaching out to say happy birthday to you. I guess your birthday was, um, uh, June 8th or something? Yeah, so it's pretty late. Look at the paper, dickhead! So, uh, awesome. And and I guess it says you're going to Belmont College. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard I to don't know exactly what's going on, but I hear you taught yourself how to play electric guitar, and you're at the top of your class, and you're also in varsity rowing, which uh, I know is a tough sport. So, um, anyway, so I hope you're doing well. Uh, it seems like... Um, we might be neighbors if you're actually going to Belmont, but um, I think that's probably it for me. I'm not really sure what the message was. I can tell you what it says. What? It says HBD roast. He calls you Mafasa. College pick Belmont. You'd get him in, but 
he saw Metallica live, so no. So I don't understand what that means. <laughs> but I'll still so take I'm your money. Say happy birthday yeah. to you, and I wish you the very best. If you're going to Belmont, I hope you get great grades and that you learn how to uh, write and understand music and you become a successful artist. Um, other than that, um, that's it for me. You take care, buddy. Cheers. You know what they say is the toughest part hey, of varsity CJ, rowing? From what? Not getting arrested for date rape. <laughs> that is hard. You know, um, this is just the ultimate passive income. It's just amazing. Like what we just watched, what was that, like 90 (laughs) seconds? They just made $1,200 from that, from this low effort, fucking nothing shit that he just said. Happy birthday, whoever you are, whenever your birthday is. I think you're going to college. I don't really understand what this says. All right, bye. I'm so jealous. Like, I (laughs) just wish I could. The birthday song. Just wish I could charge $400 for that in my life. I would do those all day and night. All day and night. And I do a better job than Dave Mustaine does. Mm-hmm. He looks like Susie Essman in this one. What's happening? <laughs> what Fuck you, on? Larry! <laughs> hey, Victory. It's Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. But you know that. How are you? Oh, wow. I'd say, um, first off... I got a message from Eddie DeWitt to uh, say hello to you. And he says you sing in a band called Surma and that you're very, very good and that you also are very critical of yourself. I want to tell you that when you're critical of yourself, sometimes it can help, sometimes it can hurt. So mm, careful you're know. not. Yeah, he's the of king yourself. of never being critical of yourself. It takes a lot of courage yourself. to go and sing in front of somebody. <laughs> and if you've got your own original voice, just take it slow and believe in yourself and you'll be able to develop your own style. It'll be unique and all your own. I look forward to hearing you sing sometime, hopefully. Yeah, sure. And I see you're also in another project called Sheltered Sun with Eddie. So um, I'm, I'm happy for you. I hope one of these bands pay off and that you get a chance to start playing out live and, and uh, get over um, whatever you're critical of and and start enjoying how good you sing instead of how good you don't sing you know what i mean so <laughs> you don't uh, even know what you mean sir i don't know what you or andy mccoy mean and, uh, <laughs> like i said i hope to hear you sing someday and, and dave is uh sober hey yeah this is proof that even sober andy hey, mccoy will probably be it's in dave. oh this, this oh, is a nice backdrop mountain man beard look yeah Hey, Kyle, it's Dave. Uh, wow, so cool to meet you. I, I know your dad. He's such an amazing, amazing talent. And I've actually played several concerts that your dad was the drummer uh, for Ozzy on, if I remember right. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Anyways, um, thank you for reaching out and saying hello. That is so cool. And um, yeah, everything is good with me. Uh, please say hi to your dad. I hope that you play music too. I'd be uh, uh, really interested to see what gift you got if you're a guitar player or a drummer. Or but, how much uh, you suck. Yeah, wow, what a treat. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I look forward to meeting you someday Maybe soon. Maybe you could be the next underpaid session player on my new album. group that we're <laughs> playing with and uh, he knows ahead of time and can um, invite you out. I would love to say hello to you in person. Anyways, um, well, that's it. I'm out walking the dog in the rain. As you can see, the clouds here are just, just uh, black and... and uh, it's been a rainy day here, so 
Anyways, I hope you're well and uh, take care, bud. Hey, Kyle, it's Dave. Uh, Wow, so cool to meet you. Wow. One last one. Hey, David, it's Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. Looks like he has some cherry ices on his lips. Oh, no. Cherry ices on his lips. And I wanted to reach out to you and wish you a happy birthday. And I wanted to ask you, please don't give up finding. You know, um, being a cancer survivor myself, you and I are very close. And we have something mm-hmm. very Sid, you're a cancer survivor. Yeah, I guess I'm close. That the Lord will watch over you. And uh, the Holy Spirit will do a healing oh. inside of you. Oh. And that you'll be able to spend many, many more birthdays here with me and with your whole family. Um I'm glad that I'm your favorite band, and uh, that I am your favorite <laughs> band. Did you fucking hear that? Looking forward to that. I am your favorite band. That is everything. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. So this was all worth it. <laughs> Birthday shows me and with your whole family. Um, I'm glad that I'm your favorite band, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you're excited for the new album. I'll be looking forward to hearing back from you when it comes out, if you like it or not. And hopefully, if you uh, can get your butt out of bed, um, you can come and see one of our concerts, and uh, we'll have you backstage. And, and uh, Disconnect from the stuff. chemo, you lazy so, piece of shit. Um, get out yeah, of the house. Have your family contact me as soon as uh, you're able to get out and see a concert, and and we'll work on getting you some tickets and a safe place to sit. All right? Cool, David. Love you, buddy. Take care. Getting you some tickets. Okay. You get like 15% off, maybe. And to the other guy before, who I invited to be a session player in my band, <laughs> I got to check your phone videos first. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> if I see any penis, you're done. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Dave. All right. Well, I think that covers it. Two segments today. <laughs> That'd be a record. Well, I don't know. We also talked about day camp. Oh, day we camp, right. Uh but uh yeah, let's talk about our Spotify playlist. Every week, we each pick a song and throw it on what we call the R.I.P. Livecast Music Break. You can access it via Spotify. It is a nice little playlist of jammies. And uh, this week, I picked a track from Nitzur Eb. My industrial mood continues, and I'm really digging Nitzur Eb. They're pretty great. All is because it Nitzur you guys, or uh, Nitzur? Nitzur? I don't know. Nitzur Eb. All right. Uh, I picked Payroll, a lovely track. That was my pick. Uh, Darren, what did you pick? I played The Sentinel uh, by Judas Priest, of course. I don't, come on, I don't need to say anything about Judas Priest, right? It's Judas Priest. Yeah. They That's rule. It. You got it. Sid? Uh, well, uh, if you follow us on social media, you'll know that I was in Cape Cod the last few days, and... Uh, while I, the time that wasn't spent eating all the seafood possible was spent thinking of like, who are my favorite Boston bands? My favorite Massachusetts bands. And the one that immediately came to mind was Piebald. And they just so happened to have a song called Fear and Loathing in Cape Cod. So I put that on there because it was very appropriate. It's a good song. And uh, it had the name of the city that I was in. So there you go. 
Uh, how'd you enjoy yourself at Cape Cod? It was very nice. There was a lot of eating, a lot of not doing much else. I think the only other activities besides food were a uh, quick game of mini golf, which I won handily over my, my wife. <laughs> and a little moonlight boat tour oh. that uh, involved us seeing where the Kennedys keep all of their sailboats. Because mm. I guess that's a thing that you need to see. And uh, I, the tour guide also pointed out the house that is owned by the family that owns Ken's salad dressings, oh. which I didn't think that was famous <laughs> enough to warrant being pointed out on a tour. Dude, dude you saw the Ken's salad dressing home? Apparently they Whoa. also own Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. That's good. That's good. You got to get their quality control yeah. going because Ken's is the fucking, it tastes like fucking shit. Dude, I, I hate Ken's. I uh-huh. hate Ken's as well, but I think Sweet Baby Ray's is pretty basic. I've never had e- I've never had no. uh, Sweet Baby Ray's. It's, it's very runny. I guess I it's more it's more that. of a it's more of a uh, I feel like it's more of a uh, what's that called when you soak marinade? meat in it? Marinade. Thank soak you. Soak oh meat in it. <laughs> totally, just <laughs> the, the the brain hole was expanding. It's You're just, soaking your meat in a brain hole. My my brain was just. <laughs> Just the uh, 56k modem sound. Just thinking about uh, anyway. soaking some meat. That's all. <laughs> Darren, you know me so well. That, that gives me an idea. Uh, so uh, RIP this week in honor of Ken's uh, salad dressing is a really inadequate product. Yes, agreed. Terrible. How dare they have a, enough sales for this man to buy a mansion in Cape Cod? Seriously. I did not ever consider that being a possibility that the Ken's family lives next door to like the kennedys is it just if you have k-e-n in your name somewhere you get to live on martha's vineyard among Bri- the glitterati poor brian ben ben he missed oh. by one letter <laughs> no he's he's in uh i don't know what's a shitty part of massachusetts i don't i don't know massachusetts quincy well there you go he's in quincy he has a dinghy in quincy i don't know why the kens don't live in kennebunkport that seemed like it would be <laughs> Be better, but also like, wait. So it's Ken salad dressing and Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Are any of those real people, or are these all made up names? Probably not. Great question. Is this an Aunt Jemima situation? Is You're just telling me there's character? there's no Sweet Baby Ray. Wasn't Aunt Jemima a real person though? Was it? I thought so. No, I don't yeah. think so. I don't believe Aunt Jemima was real. What about Uncle Ben? Don't believe that was a real person. Which Betty I was Crocker? stunned when I learned that. Mr. Salker real? Mr. Salty? <laughs> Wait, Mr. Salty or Mr. Softy? I meant Mr. Salty, the pretzel man, pretzel stick man. <laughs> but Mr. Softy's a good, but there's no actual mascot of Mr. Softy. It's just like, oh, actually, it's the ice cream head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Real person, Rob? Rob, you ever get ice cream head? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not not a fan. Not a fan of mixing the food and the sex and the cold <laughs> sensation. That wouldn't. I don't you get know. a yeast infection. Yeah. It doesn't seem appealing. Like I don't. I don't want coldness down there while that's happening. No. Yeah. Even like a like a whipped cream thing. It just gets too sticky. The wrong kind of sticky, I should say. Yeah. These are things I'd like to enjoy separately. <laughs> yes. Concur. <laughs> <laughs> uh so okay so that's that we got the rip out and then uh i want to mention our patreon five bucks a month gets you a little bonus bonus patreon.com slash rip a live cast a ben ben uh, bonus bonus 
<laughs> First live cast mention of Brian Ben Ben, I believe. Ah, uh, I have to imagine we've we're <laughs> scatterbrained enough. I feel like that's come up at some point. Randomly. If you're listening, we're talking about Dream On, T Tam ninety one. If you remember a Brian Ben Ben reference, yeah. <laughs> Please let us know. Uh, and, you know, patreon.com slash RIPL livecast. We did a great roundtable discussion about the new excellent Guar documentary. This is Guar. Highly recommend it. And uh, we did a watch along of Good Morning recently. We did a roundtable discussion of the new Beavis and Butthead movie. Sid, have you watched any of the new episodes? Yeah, two episodes came out on Thursday. I watched them both actually this morning. They're pretty good. Right. Have you watched them? Have any? I haven't watched anymore? them yet. Instead, there's they do some music videos, but it's also like TikTok videos that they make fun of. But it's it feels like old school Beavis and Butthead. I I didn't mind it at all. It was quite good. You see a lot right. of the old favorites like Mr. Anderson and. All those people. How do they explain like those other characters not being a hundred years old now? They don't really. They I mean, they look a little bit older, but oh. uh, it's they're, I think so it's they're just... in modern day. They're in twenty twenty two. They're watching TikTok. Yeah. I mean, uh... yeah, like one the first episode they try to do an escape room is the premise of the episode. <laughs> There's actually one so where it's a Beavis only story, which is oh. interesting. One of the episodes has two different plots, and one of them is Beavis only. When they do music videos, as you said, mm -hmm. is it like old when they had music? Is it like current music videos? It's current music videos from like shitty artists that I've never heard of. Like some. Oh, oh there's one they, they do. Okay, they do BTS. They do a oh. BTS video, but then there's like a really horrible country video that uh, from an artist I've never heard of, and some like Latin pop video from an artist I'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably just safer to shit on musicians that aren't famous enough that you'd get a backlash. So I'm sure that's because like BTS, they don't really shit on. They could like the thing that's happened. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. Then they do like, I guess kids now post reaction videos to finding out what college they got into. Mm -hmm. So they watch one of those and make fun of it. It was good. I liked it. It was really funny. Okay. College sucks. <laughs> that's that's pretty much yeah, you pretty much nailed it. The, oh, there's one. So I'm trying to think if it was the country video that they're making fun of, but there's one. Oh no, 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 no. So there's a TikTok of a dude showing a southern dude showing how to do prison tattoos. Mm -hmm. And so they're making fun of the southern dude showing how to do prison tattoos, but it's Beavis and Butthead doing fake southern accents. <laughs> which I was on the floor. I don't know why, but the fake Beavis and Butthead voices, then adding a fake Southern accent to those voices was the funniest thing I've ever heard of in my life. It was so <laughs> fucking good. So just watch it just for that. Cause I don't know why, but the combination of the two is great. And okay. I guess it'll be one a week going forward. It was two this week. And then I assume one or two a week for the rest of the run. But yeah, it was good. I like that. I'm not a fan of binging. Like, uh, I like when I have to wait a week for it. I'm old. I think school. I prefer it that way too, just because it sticks in your memory longer that way. If I binge a show, even if it's great, if I knock it all out in one weekend, a month later, I forgot that I even watched it. I think I absorb what they're trying to go for and like the threads of the plots mm -hmm. and all that. And I do, the problem is when it is all available, I do binge it. Like, I can't mm -hmm. stop myself. Like, Same. I have to watch the next thing. So I like that they force me not to do that. I completely agree. 
All right. So you could walk, you could see that's a, a good example of what our Beavis and Butthead roundtable discussion is like. And uh, another one that we did uh, recently that it's one of my favorites. We did two wrestling watch alongs. One of them was of WCW Uncensored, like the worst cage match you've ever seen with Hulk Hogan. And then we did like a really bad elimination chamber, like the last ECW pay-per-view is one watch along. So we watched two bad wrestling matches. And then on a separate watch along, we watched one of the best wrestling matches, which is Terry Funk versus Onita in a exploding barbed wire match. Uh, and uh, we we learned a lot in those episodes. So you can get all of that at patreon.com slash RIP Alivecast, five bucks a month. And if you uh, want to send us some feedback, we always love to hear from you. RIP Alivecast at gmail.com. If you want to send instant feedback, hit up our freaking Discord. There's an invite uh in any episode page or if you go to our social media click on that link tree you can get an invite there hang out with us on our discord we're always there we're always chilling we're always everything's popping lots of fun memes <laughs> say more buzzwords mm, get a good rap connect. session going yeah uh we could be chilling popping locking <laughs> beatboxing is it on <laughs> fleek rob is our discord on fleek i wouldn't go that far but it's very bling blingy. <laughs> that ain't no jive that he's talking. Oh, I ain't taking it really far back. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and also, it's, if you want to, it's no whiskey a sweat go. <laughs> oh no! And uh, if you want to uh, show us a little extra support, uh, you can become a top live cast fan, which gives you a little shout out at the end of the show, which is all right now. How do we do it? You're doing this as an elementary school bully. Hey, oh, look at look at Eric over here. It's <laughs> a deep oh, voice for an elementary oh, school. Kid. Jesus. Hey, look at Eric over here. <laughs> oh, you you and you and Benjamin must think you're so good. Well, you're not good. You're crap. You're dirty. You're almost as dirty as El Judarino. Why didn't you take a shower, Dan R? Oh, Sam, I am. Sam, I am an idiot. <laughs> oh, what's the matter, Mindy Mayor? Lost your kipper. Oh, got your kipper. Got your kipper. Got your kipper, Mindy Mayor. Mindy Mayor kipper. And, uh, oh. I like how his voice gets higher, everyone. By the end of this, he's going to be talking at a frequency only dogs will be able to hear. There we have Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler, you better watch out, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna wedge you like I wedge you to sure I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with a tennis racket right in the face. Oh no! <laughs> watch your kettle, decaf, for you get the tennis racket. Yeah. Oh, Robert Vampiro, why don't you go trick or treating, Robert Vampiro? Oh, Mister Vampiro. Go trick or treating! <laughs> oh, oh, look who it is, everyone! Oh, Hugo likes tacos. Oh, you must be so cool. You like tacos? Oh, wow! How multicultural! Mango dance. <laughs> how multicultural! This sounds like this is like the kid who gets bullied at home in the mirror, saying what he's going <laughs> to yeah. say to all the bullies at school tomorrow. <laughs> I never says it. Oh, this isn't me saying this. This is my character saying it. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I, I, oh, Lando Dex. Oh, why don't you and LaCroix go shove it? 
Corey and Scotty H, you two and me after school. You're going down, bub. And don't come <laughs> <Bobby. laughs> 46-year-old construction work. <laughs> you, you can ask Doug Pigman all about what happens when you mess with Douglas. Who are you, Levison? And you know what? You know what? Hey, guys. It's Josh. You're done. All right. <laughs> That's the show. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next Saturday. We love you. We kiss you. And we're going to miss you. Bye-bye.